action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi. How are you both? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm sweet. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, we're kind of at that lull in cinematic releases, really, before the big boys come out, aka the Batman. I mean, I was looking at Odeon's schedule for the next week and a bit, and I was uh, really not bothered about seeing any of them. There's a film mm. called Dog coming out with Channing Tatum, which oh, I had never even heard of, um, but it's taking up quite a lot of the uh, screen time in Odeon, where I live. So, uh, yeah, that probably tells you quite a lot about what's coming out. Mm. Um, but today uh, we're going to start by talking about uh, the newest Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer and TV spot, uh, which debuted. But was it during the Super Bowl? I think um, at half time, yeah. Half time, no, yeah. I swear the trailer came out before the uh, Super Bowl. I don't know. Well, I saw it like after when we woke up because obviously. The Super Bowl's played at like 2 a.m. UK time. Uh, go Cronkies and the LA Rams. But um, yeah, so I'm not going to try and discuss it in the order that things happen in the trailer because so much happened. So I'm going to be jumping all over the place, but chip in with if you want to talk about something particular. But this is the second trailer we've seen. Um, we get, I mean, this has caused a lot of discussion um, online. Uh, about who may be seen within certain images and all sorts of craziness. But essentially, it starts with Doctor Strange saying he has a dream every single day. Um, and from the footage that we're shown accompanying that, uh, he seems to be dreaming of like a kind of ghostly um, staircase of the house. Um, and then there's also kind of clips of Wanda. Um, there's uh, America Chavez being kind of held in like a star position by some sort of demon thing um so there's a kind of bit more of the kind of horror tinge to this trailer um there's clips of like the zombies uh particularly in the tv spot as well there seems to be like a zombie doctor strange um it's giving me what if vibes the uh the animated tv show that we didn't really speaking of with. sorry glenn speaking of what if did you notice that um it turned animated for a little bit in yeah. I mean, yeah, watching one of the breakdowns. Yeah, what yeah. was that about? What do you think that's about? Well, I just, I just think they're just going to open it up so that you can go into an animated world. And so, uh, sorry to cut you off, Glenn, but so America Chavez, her power is that she can go to different worlds and different dimensions. Uh, okay. So, and that's what the star shape is. It's her doing a portal to another dimension, I believe. And they reckon that they that she might go in and out of dimensions, um, pulling out people. That's what I've read somewhere. So, okay, so similar to what um, uh, Jeffrey Wright's character from What If the of the Watcher was doing, you know, he would like go to that universe, be like, I need you to fight, you know, this version of Doctor Strange and pulling people from different universes. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I I, when watching What If, I was like, I kind of thought, oh yeah, this is kind of just a fun, like, you know, posit on on what could happen. I didn't think that it would maybe be quite as canon as it seems like it might be, because we've got hints of um, Hayley Atwell as Captain Britain, or Captain America. Um, you know, that there's zombies. Um, yeah, I mean, do, do we think that maybe they're hinting that 
people might need to go back and watch what if. I hope so, because, yeah. like, I think I was saying the other day that, like, um, I was making the point towards Loki, really, and, like, all the multiverse elements of it, that, like, if these shows don't, like, bleed into the films in, in some sort of way, then, like, what's the point of them? Mm. Um, so I'm glad, or that at least it seems maybe that these will be, like, connected to the What If shows. And I get that, obviously, some people, like, not, like I reckon What If probably the least watched of all the some uh, TV shows so far, probably because just on the basis that it's a cartoon, um, and I get like not a lot of people will watch it, but I think if you do make it so that they are connected and they do have some sort of connection, but not one that means that you need to have seen it for it to make sense, then I think that would be the right way to go. I think, and that would be a sign of good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think because, like you said, if, if it's not going to feed in, what's the point? You know, you might as well have done it as like a like a legacy type thing you know like mm. oh this is like a set it's, it's separate and we're just doing it for fun kind of like what dc are doing with everything yeah. um even like star wars visions like that yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah i mean other points within the trailer we see two wonders um so obviously there's a wonder who looks like she's the westview wonder approaching scarlet witch who's sitting down um again we're not quite sure the context of that is she a um, variant, which they're kind of referring to um, online, um, or is she, yeah, is it a dream? Who knows? Um, we've got like three or four versions of Doctor Strange. There's the supreme, um, the evil one. There's the Defender one, who's got the kind of blonde streaks in his hair. He looks uh, cool. That one, I like that one. <laughs> there's Zombie Strange. Um, one with tentacles uh, coming out of his back. Yeah, man. I mean, that looked cool. That refers to the what if, doesn't it? The tentacle in the background, because it, it has those. That looks like the geezer who absorbs all the monsters, isn't it? Yeah, that's how Evil Strange got got his powers, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, yeah, jump in if, if I've missed anything massive. Um, there's some glowing figure who is probably Monica Rambeau, but some people are saying it looks like Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> I mean, when Monica Rambeau first appeared in WandaVision. I was like, fucking hell, they got Tom Cruise. Um, you know. I heard that... Um, just oh, to, uh, shut up, Glenn. You <laughs> <laughs> just to quickly interrupt, I heard that people think that it might be um, the mum, actually, Maria Rambeau, um, from a different uh, universe where she became Captain Marvel instead of uh, Brie Larson. Oh, is that Lashana Lynch's character? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be interesting. But I've looked at the image loads, and I, I mean, it just looks golden to me. I can't mm. tell necessarily who it is. I mean, it look, it probably looks more like Captain Marvel. But um, I mean, on on the the rumor that Tom Cruise is playing a version of Iron Man, um, I guess twofold. First of all, you know, what? How would you feel about a version of Iron Man coming back? And two, if so. How would you feel about it being Tom Cruise, Obi? I'm all for it. To I think it'd be cool as hell. Because, um, like, as far as I'm concerned, Robert Downey Jr.'s arc is finished. I don't want to see him face again. I don't want to see him again. I don't want to see people mourning him. Like, we've done it. It's done. It's finished now. So, if you want to uh, give us a new Iron Man, a, a variant of Iron Man, I think getting Tom Cruise, who was, I think, rumoured to play Iron Man before they picked Robert Downey Jr., is quite a nice little, like, Easter egg kind of thing if you were going to do that. So, yeah, I'm looking, I'll be looking forward to it if it does happen. And I like Tom Cruise as well, so. Chris, any thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Like, I've got no qualms of him being in it. Do I want him to then continue being Iron Man after? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, a little cameo. A little cameo. Like even even a long cameo in this film. It doesn't doesn't bother me if they're they're really going the Illuminati way. Then I guess the six Illuminati people are Iron Man. Uh, Chris, do you want to explain what the Illuminati is for those who don't know? Oh, it's like a group of. I believe five or six individual smart individuals from the Marvel Cinematic Universe who basically essentially do what they like in in making sure the world is safe. So, i.e., one of the things they did way back when in one of the comics was they they shipped the Hulk off into space to get him away from everyone because they thought he was too dangerous. So, obviously, in our Marvel Cinematic Universe, it wasn't quite done that way. In our one, Hulk sent himself off, but yeah. So basically, just yeah, six six individuals from different aspects of the Marvel uh, Marvel reality, and okay. the Professor X, Iron Man, Black Panther, Namor, Doctor Strange, and Mister Fantastic. Okay. And there were seats there, but then yes. I doubt so... they Black Panther into it unless they did a variant version of him, and I guess that would be maybe Michael B. Jordan's character. So like. That's a good. That's a good point because obviously, in what if he does become Black Panther, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but he does kill T'Challa. Then, um, then I wouldn't want him to be an evil version. Mm. But yeah, I was gonna say like um, obviously, but maybe not. Whether or not it's Black Panther, I know it's like obviously the images are black, blurry as fuck. But when you when you zoom in on them, it does kind of look like you can see um, the necklace kind of thing that um, Black uh. Panther wears. So I was one like there was I think I heard that rumor about that and I heard that that might have been like a Reed Richards. Um, with yeah, the, so there's like a logo and it's rumor had it. It well, there's there's two things, right? So sorry, what you done there before? Um, yeah, no, I was done. I was done. Okay, so there's like rumor has it that you can see a four and that John Krasinski has signed on to do mm. be a variant version of Mister Fantastic. I mean, I'd I'd prefer him to be the actual Mr. Fantastic because I think he actually suits the role. Mm. Um, And then also, um, apparently, if you look at Odeon or View, don't know when they did it, but apparently they put a full cast list up against their movie. Yeah? Yeah, apparently. So Mm. I don't know if it's still up. I don't know if it was a hoax, but that's what I read online somewhere. But, um, yeah, I think... I think... Another Iron Man being in it makes sense, only because of like the robots that we see in the trailer as well. That yes, yeah, like so, Ultron, so, but Ultron done right. If I just maybe for anyone listening, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> explain um, that part of the trailer. So there's like Mordo uh, voiceover says like you know for desecrating the universe, something along those lines. Um, mm. You know you can't get away with it. And he, Doctor Strange is put into handcuffs and led through this building by what looked like Ultron droids, which again is maybe a what-if callback because uh, they were in what, a couple of the episodes. Um, and then he's presented to, yeah, this kind of like council, uh, all shrouded, um, you know, in in kind of mystery. Um, and then immediately after that, with Strange in the same handcuffs, there's a voice that says, you know, we need to we tell, should him, tell the him the truth. Yeah. Yes, which is... Um, Probably, most likely, uh, Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart. As, it absolutely as is Patrick Stewart. Professor X, which yeah. was a massive surprise and something I was 
surprise that they've put into the trailer. Uh, we can talk about that in a second. Why are you surprised at this point, Glenn? I'm not. I, I'm not anymore, to be fair. I'm not even... Do you know what? I've, I've made it a New Year's resolution, even though it's mid-February, to uh, just not moan about things being ruined in the trailer because it's going to happen more and more, um, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, so from uh, Inverse.com, which is just the first article clicked on, they're suggesting that um, the Illuminati uh, will be Jay-Z... Be- oh, no. Um, You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, will be, uh, will be um, Mordo, uh, Hayley Atwell as Captain America. Um, they're also saying that Anson Mount will return as Black Bolt from the Inhumans. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, he, he's part of the Illuminati as well, Black Bolt. He is. Sorry. Maybe I've got one of the characters wrong. Um, and then, yeah, they're suggesting it could be like a Black Panther or um, Reed Richards but um, and Professor X, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, first of all, Professor X, uh, Patrick Stewart, you know, I'm pretty sure he's died three times in the uh, X-Men universe. But, um, you know, how do we feel about that? He's he's the first legit mutant, I think, to, to be in the MCU canonically. Um, so, one, I think that is cool as fuck um really and i hope that it's not like like we were saying in the group i hope it's not like a ralph boner situation mm. um i hope it is like genuinely professor x it doesn't have to be professor x from the x-men films it can be a professor x as long as he's a mutant and you know whatever whatever then absolutely sure um i am slightly uh i don't know there's a part of me that's like maybe patrick stewart maybe a bit too old and i always and i also feel like if you bring I don't know if they're going to do this, but obviously I feel like if you bring Patrick Stewart into the situation, you have to bring Ian McKellen into the situation as well. Mm. I feel like, because their chemistry was so strong. Um, but then so I'm, Would again, you rather have seen James McAvoy? And there's a part of me that I think maybe, maybe I would have. I don't know. But I, then I love Patrick Stewart, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Again, if it's like a little, just a little tease, um, then maybe, you know, it's not so bad. But then I guess... Depends if they. What we don't know, I guess, as as an audience, is how much of the other universes or franchises are officially canon. So we've obviously had Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire mm. um, and their subsequent villains. But does that mean everything within those films are now canon? Similar with um, Daredevil, is his uh, and Kingpin, obviously, are, are, are their stories all warped into the MCU? Because if not, then are we seeing a different version or are they just retconning? If so, then that therefore means that you've got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and all of their narratives are canon. And then with, sorry, Patrick Stewart, then therefore within, what what was it, X-Men Days of Future Past, Mm. all of them came together. So are they all now canon, you know? I would Mm. quite like the answer to be yes. Um, But yeah. I'm I'm mixed on it, to be fair, because obviously I'm a a bigger fan than most of those X-Men films, but I also would like to see, um, you know, Kevin Feige and the gang have a go at, like, kind of retelling these stories. Um, without like without having the burden of like oh but in 
X Men Days of Future Past da 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 happened and blah 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 happened and you know I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah but I think I think that this whole multiverse thing allows that still to happen because mm. if Doctor Strange meets Professor X um and then at some point meets I don't know like a young Logan mm. can be like you know they could be separate timelines if you if you like um. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, who's not going to be in this film at this point? There's rumours of everybody. And if I have to go back and watch The Inhumans, I'm going to be fucking human. Uh, no, you don't have to watch that for any... <laughs> any no, Under no circumstances do you have to watch Inhumans. <laughs> it's so bad. How it's would you so feel bad. about Black Bolt being in it? Was he at least, like, one of the better characters or not? Uh, it's hard to say because he doesn't speak. Um... <laughs> So it's it's really honestly it's really hard to say in a in a series where it was really bad and everyone who does speak is bad. I mean, I suppose by default the guy who doesn't speak is at least on a zero, <laughs> whereas everyone else yeah. might be on a minus. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I like the look. I like the look of him. I thought he was a. I thought he looked the part. Not that I don't really know what Black Bolt looks like, but I thought he looked. He's supposed to be like a king, and I thought he looked like regal and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to. Because obviously we've had. Um, uh, Echo, obviously she doesn't she doesn't speak, does she? She's deaf. She doesn't speak. Mm, yeah. yeah. So we know that they can and she I feel like they conveyed her quite well, even, like using sign language. So it'd be interesting to see how they would do that with Backbolt as well. If they if he is indeed in They do it in eternal show. Oh, oh yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah. Um I he wouldn't be my first choice of character that I'd want to see out of anyone, but you know and be interested again. I just want to see what Kevin Feige and Disney and Robert can do with these characters. Mm. I guess um, having like these legacy characters is a good gateway. Um, I, I also think like if you know the Tom Cruise Iron Man thing is is legit. Um, you know the Illuminati potentially could be like so. Was it Tobey Maguire Spider Man that said, "Oh, you guys have Avengers" or something like that? So, so therefore, in I was going to say in in some universes they don't have the Avengers. So yeah. Iron Man may be in a universe related to the Illuminati rather than the Avengers. Mm. That that could be a, a yeah yeah. Um, you know what, I, this is the thing about what I love about like multiverses because there are certain things that are just like even the slightest change can affect like stuff so like drastically. And I hope they do get to explore that in this as well. But also like. I think we were saying this film might have to be like five hours long like with all the stuff that they're like promising I guess and I'm hoping that they are able to at least still, still tell a cohesive story mm. yeah so what what things have we not mentioned so far that you like who who's in it that we haven't mentioned yet um I'm not sure I just want to quickly say as well I really like um Mordo calling out and and Wong actually calling out Strange on his bullshit because saying that like oh yeah your desecration like it's enough like because he Doctor Strange just does whatever the fuck he wants and he's not the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme and he just does whatever the hell he wants like the the stuff he did in Spider was fucking stupid like why would you do that logically why would you do that so I'm glad that he's getting fucking called up for his crime sorry I just wanted to say that he's Tony, he's Tony Stark like just saying yeah. There's some people saying Deadpool's going to be in it, though Ryan Reynolds came out and said, I might be lying, but I'm not in it. I, um, I bet money he's in it. Yeah? Yeah, I bet money. I um, reckon do flashes of, like, the different um, films and shit. I don't know necessarily if every character's going to be in it. 
I would not like Hayley Atwell's Captain Britain to be on part of the Illuminati. That would really annoy me. Because uh, like, she's never been in it. I don't, like, don't, nah. Um, um, also, uh, I thought in the trailer that, you know, like, obviously you're saying it might be Tom Cruise, it might be Monica Rambeau. I also thought it could be Nova. Because aren't they trying to set up like, uh, but then I don't know if that character's powers would be relevant, but. Is that, which one's Nova from Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. Which one's Nova? Who's Nova? Nova might be in the Young Avengers, so I was thinking maybe that he would turn up there or she, depends what character is playing it. But, mm. um, but, uh, yeah, the only, I'm trying to think of another thing that you, that haven't been mentioned, uh, What about, I like the idea of, um, Wanda being like, um, oh yeah, it's just strange. Like, oh yeah, if um, you, you like you change the universe and everyone calls you hero, like I do it, and I'm like I'm the bad guy kind of thing. Even though what she did was way more fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not, it's apples and oranges, isn't it? She's yeah. comparing, but um, there was a Minotaur, Minotaur, whatever you want to say. Yeah, uh, that was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, and a strange <laughs> kind of key thing. There's a key. That's a key element to it. The Minotaur. Apparently, um, apparently, uh, Strange's cape looks a bit broken, and that mm-hmm. minotaur is a geezer who can actually fix it. Okay. Um, I think visually the trailer looks really good. Like that whole cube effect on Doctor Strange's face during like one of the many weird montages. I was like, wow, like it looks super impressive. I'm gonna have to watch it in a view rather than Odin because I need that picture quality. Go on, that's mate. No? Nah. It's not the same. I hear you. Um, what else happened in the intro? Oh god, I can't even think. Like, there's, uh, um, the attack on Kamataj, is that what it's called? Yeah, Kamataj. Um, which is, yeah, kind of where the source of the power comes from. Can I ask you guys two questions? So, First question. If you had to guess, what do you think is the plot of this film? Oh, Christ. Now you're asking. Um, I wonder if Strange dreams about America Chavez, but it's not actually a dream, and she somehow jumping dimensions and because of the portal he opened in No Way Home. I don't know, that kind of... Yeah. It's something, and then Mordo's like, this is bad. Um, I honestly can't even think it's just going to be a mindfuck, isn't it? But that was an awful answer to your question, I apologise. <laughs> Answer's an answer, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm literally, because obviously this trailer is cool as fuck, but I'm trying to think, like, what's the through line <laughs> of this of this film going to be? I'm I'm not really sure. What 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 is the? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. What is the purpose at the end of the of the Marvel film for Strange going to Wonder? Um, something. Well, I think he, well he's asking for her because he asks her, um, like, have have you heard of the multiverse? So I don't know. I guess it's something to do with that. Um. But then she's talking about, oh yeah, Vision had his theories. Well, okay, Vision's not here, so <laughs> so like, what are we gonna do now? Um, yeah, uh, maybe he thinks that her power or her powers can maybe fix it in some way because she can like 
I suppose, been reality in some instances, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering whether she's the big bad, but then I think it is the geezer from the last film, and maybe him and Mephisto are doing something. What, oh. Dormammu? Oh, Mordo. Oh, Mordo, sorry. sorry. Who's, Mor- who's Mordo? Oh, is that the geezer's name? Jirito Adji, of course, character. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I feel like he'll be a character in it, but I don't know necessarily if he'll be a big character in it, which will be make him a bit hard done by us, considering the threat he put towards Strange in the last film. But um, yeah, because he was like at the end, he's like at the end of Doctor Strange one, he's like, oh yeah, the bill always comes due, and then the post credit was him. What was he doing in the post credit? I can't remember. He's doing something mischievous. So I would hope he, that he plays the way that geezer's ability to um, stand up because the geezer used magic to stand again, didn't they, or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping that he has something to... I'm hoping he has a good chunk in this film. And I like the actor as well, so I'm hoping he has a good... So, I don't think the Illuminati are going to be bad, but I think someone on the Illuminati might be bad, if that makes sense. And I reckon that that, that the end game will be to have Doctor Strange as part of the Illuminati. Mm. Well, I hope... hope As an A to B point, I don't really get what the story would be. Yeah, it's probably just a, a, a kind of continuation of the events that started towards the end of No Way Home. And mm. I wonder if it will conclude at some point, maybe with Ant-Man Quantumania, I don't know. Because I do hope that they don't just stop the multiverse after one other film, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because there's so much potential there, um, and... Hopefully they do it right. Um, my just quickly, my second question, um, if you indulge me for a second, um, is so obviously we see uh, Professor X in the trailer. Like, how do you think? I don't know if they're going to introduce the theory of like mutants for sure in this film, but if they do, how do you think? What do you think the explanation is for like integrating, for eventually getting them integrated with you know our, the characters that we know, kind of thing? If they do do that, ever. Um, I will answer that question, but I just had a thought, uh, so I wanted to mention it. What if Professor X is there to, like, help contain Wanda's mind? Mm. You because he can, like, you know, go into her mind and try and yeah. stop, stop Scarlet Witch from becoming evil. So maybe that's why his purpose is, is there. Um, that's but in terms, in terms of how they integrate mutants, I guess if it becomes more common for, like, characters to be able to hop universes, then they don't necessarily need to explain why there haven't been any mutants in the current universe, uh, mm. 2-1, whatever it is. Um, they can just be like, in this universe, this is what's happened. In the current universe that you've seen up till now, it's not happened. Um, so that's probably quite an easy way for them to, like, not overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I do see what you're saying. You're right. What, that is a good. What were you, What would your thought have been? I don't know because I'm trying because I I think the way that you just the the method you just said I think is definitely the easiest. But also I do want like the so I think like part of the I think the interesting story aspect of the X Men is like the prosecution that mutants do face. Um. Mm. So like I'm wondering how you integrate that into, um a world like the Avengers where there's already super pe- super powered beings flying around doing X, Y, Z. So 
you couldn't really people couldn't really be like oh yeah fuck mutants because you've got flipping Captain America who's basically a mutant and you've got Hulk and you've got whoever else yeah um, I think um, again kind of tangential but I, I, I think that there's people saying that um, Jane Foster in Thor Love and Thunder um, gets cancer from having been snapped and so it changed her DNA in some way mm. and I wonder if that could be a way of introducing mutants oh. being like Oh, I don't think that's how it works in the comics. Oh, that's what I've I've, I've seen it online. I don't know. Obviously, don't know I, how. I thought in the comic when she becomes four. Oh, yeah, maybe you are right then. I don't yeah, know. The, I mean, obviously, yeah, I think she has cancer in that comic, and then she turns into four, and therefore can live. Yeah, I mean, but, obviously, that's speculation that that's how her cancer is caused, but that could be a way of explaining mutants. Um, seems a bit um, of a that the snap can give someone. Yeah. Um, I guess it would, you know, turn into dust and then coming back would <laughs> probably alter you quite a bit. Um, but in terms of like the whole politics of it, I guess, you know, you, we've had the um, Sokovia Accords and, and that was kind of starting to become a slightly anti, um, anti-hero kind of rhetoric. And mm. if, if Doctor Strange really fucks up the universe, then, you know, the average person and politicians might be like, do you know what? superheroes are bad and then you kind of get or maybe mutants become you know a thing because of it and and people like this has gone too far we don't don't want superheroes anymore um Mm. kind of like what they did in um was it batman versus superman when they were like we don't some people didn't want superman some people did yeah so much potential Mm. can't wait me too Uh, i just hope Please, Kevin, if you're listening, then just save us one character that you don't re- reveal in the trailer. Just Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. How buzzed would people be if he just suddenly fucking turned up, though? Yeah. Or, like, they have Deadpool, and then Ryan Reynolds is like, mother! And then they cut. <laughs> and then it's like an extended yeah. version where he goes, fucker. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Fuck me. That's madness, Glenn. Madness. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, any more thoughts on Doctor Strange and that jazz? Um, I just uh, want to make it known that I'm trying my best not to get too excited about this film because... And, oh, oh, do you know what? Actually, can I, I actually put a, put a, pose a question to the pair of you? Yeah. Is, like, so, like, obviously the fact that most of us I would say majority of us were excited for Spider-Man was because we were going to see the other Spider-Man. Um, is the fact that... Um, so, obviously, my point being, like, is, is the fact that, like, Doctor Strange is going to have, like, these cameos and shit and multiverse aspect of it, is that, like, kind of a cop-out to the film being good? Um, I think it depends what your criteria for a film being good is, you know. Well, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a certain level of fan service, because mm. if that's what gets bums on seats, then that's what, you know. I mean, No Way Home is the third highest grossing film at the American box office. It overtook mm. Avatar. That is mm. fucking insane, you know. Um, so... Well, it, it works. <laughs> I'd, I'd ask the question, though, like, of Spider-Man, right? If you had different characters playing the Sinister Five or whatever you want to call them, right? But 
but they were all going up against Spider-Man, would you consider it a good film, just a solo Spider-Man against the five? See, it's impossible to say, but also, like, I don't think I would have enjoyed it anywhere near as much if it wasn't those old characters. Mm. Yeah. But then I guess if we had been introduced to characters in Tom Holland's series and then that led to this film, then maybe you might have been a bit more gassed about it. Maybe. But then, I mean, every if every film, like you said, if everything film is now part of the the how do I put it, the alternate verse of MCU, mm. then I guess anything's up for grabs. Yeah, I think like if you deep dive into No Way Home as an actual narrative, and you know you can probably pick quite a few holes in it. Mm. Um, but you know it was that like the returning characters that gassed everyone up and. You know, there is that that's fine to be fair. Um and they creamed all the money in, so yeah. If only if, if only Sony had a better job of keeping a tight lid on uh who was Shit. in it wasn't. Like honestly, mm. that's a, that was a massive sucker punch because like I think at the end of the day we all knew they were gonna be in it. But when someone released the photos it was like oh, mm. okay. And then same with Daredevil. Not that I really give a shit about Daredevil's part. Um, but, uh, but like, the fact that he was in it and we could have been surprised by it would have been pretty cool as well. Mm. Yeah, particularly as his, he had a very, very fleeting cameo. Um, yeah. But, yeah, apparently those shows are coming on to Disney Plus uh, soon because their licence with Netflix is expiring. Mm. Which... <laughs> it's funny considering Netflix put up some of the money for it, but hey ho. Um, yeah. I'm assuming so. Netflix will, well, unless it was one of their starter projects, which it probably was considering how long ago it was now. I wonder if they get like a royalty from it. Yeah, they'd, they probably still would. I still haven't seen the last series of any of them, to be honest, because they got cancelled. It just stopped. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. We've covered quite a lot. Uh, of our allocated time to that, but that's absolutely fine. It is one of the better things uh, content-wise that's come out. Um, I also want to take the opportunity to now answer a couple of questions that I did ask for um, during the last pod, but my uh, millennial self didn't know how to find <laughs> the uh, questions. On, you're a, you're on a boomer, in, mate. On Instagram. <laughs> so I apologise to the, the few of you that did um, pose a question, but um, thank you. So uh, I guess we will uh, answer some of those now. Um, one of them is, when is Chris going to buy me a puppy? Uh, Chris, only you can answer that. Um, uh. Give it a year. Give it a year. year It's a great question. Um, Why do you hate the mummy? Don't quite know the context of that. Do we mean? We were discussing the mummy, and I don't think we gave a stellar review of the original, nor did we give a stellar review of the new one. The new one was fine to be uh, rejected, but the old one was not fine to be rejected. The mummy. When did we talk about the mummy? That was probably two years ago. Oh fucking hell! Right. (laughs) It's a behold. Held grudge, I can tell you that now. Well, maybe if if she's two years behind on podcasts, then uh, she she will know the answer in two years time. <laughs> um, I I have quite fond memories of the original Mummy with like um Imhotep and all the Scarab Beetles and stuff, but um yeah, I wasn't. I don't think I was a massive fan of the whole dark universe they were trying to create with with the Tom Cruise one. Um, oh yeah, did that, that not even doing anything now. 
Um, I don't think so. No, I don't. Um, that proper failed. Um, again, from Sarah, why doesn't Glenn rate higher than a seven or eight? Great question. Great um, question. Not sure, we've got, not sure we've got time to cover that, but to be honest, it's because very few things deserve that rating. Glenn, why are you so hard to please? Um, I just think, you know, I know like what I like, innit? And, um, you know, I think a lot of content is generally quite mid. And uh, I don't think it's it's uh, a bad thing to have high standards because if, every, you know, so many things were getting a 8 or a 9, then that saturates that kind of particular uh, rating and therefore it loses its value. So you're a snob, basically. No, I just, you know, there's a few things that I would give, like, a 9 or a you know, 9.5. Like when you go Venom, let them be kind of six. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I would never let that go. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, my favourite films would, would fall into the above eight category. Um, so. Yeah, mate, stop this, stop this shit out some eights and nines, mate. That's what I'm saying. Just a couple here. Many, sprinkle here, sprinkle there. How many, how many of your top ten films aren't Marvel? Oh, quite a few. Probably quite a few. Yeah, I reckon yours quite a few. Ben's distinguished. I'm distinguished. I'm, I'm learned. But, um, yeah, okay, so out of the last 12 months, what deserved an 8.5 or above? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did the podcast I, has come out. What did I give it? Did I not give it a high ranking? I don't know. I'll check the podcast chat now. The podcast what, I'm, what I'm saying is not everything deserves, you know. Mm. Um, I guess my uh, criteria is, is more of in the... the uh, Films I've ever watched, rather, or like you know, different content. Glenn, you gave it an eight, mate. Okay. Well, oh, wow. Ooh, ooh, I'm a discerning guy. Um, you give King Richard an eight. There you go. Six point five. Um, Is that you? Yeah. You, you can, no, Glenn. You gave, oh no, that was the original one. You gave it through. You um yeah, you can see uh, our, our reviews of of certain films on uh, our Instagram page as critics uh jack also asks who was the worst spider-man are, are we talking whole package that's a mean question um i'm Ooh. taking that as the whole package jack if you disagree and want specific spider-man as opposed to peter parker then please do get back in contact um but thank you for your question um that is a very difficult one particularly as we've just had all three of them and therefore nostalgia is high yeah um if you'd asked me this pre No Way Home, I probably would have said Andrew Garfield. Um, now, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You it, want to say Toby, innit? No, I don't. I want to say oh. Tom Holland. Oh! Be- purely because the, the films he's been in, he's had to have a lot of the heavy lifting done by other people. That is true. And uh, we've not really seen him, like, stand alone. So, I don't... Mm, really? I don't, the first film? What, when he was with Iron, with Iron Man for... Even in that first film, Michael Keaton does a lot of heavy lifting as well, to be honest. Yeah, and the second one, there's Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, um, and the ghost of Tony Stark. Um, and this is not to say that, you know, uh, if if we put Tom Holland bottom of the three, that he's like a zero and the rest of them are above yeah. that. You know, this is a, a very close call. You're talking like... 6.5 to 7.5 or 7.5 to 8.5. You know, there's, there's small margins here, but yeah. I mean... I was going to say, was... they, they all have their real, like, fl- the flaws. Like, I feel like Tobey Maguire was proper cringy. I feel like Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield was too smart or too cool. 
as well as being smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I probably agree actually thinking about it that uh, Tom Holland probably is held up by others. But then I would say maybe Tom Holland, his villains are a bit more. No, no, I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm going to go out on the limb here. I'm going to say Toby. Okay, what's your reasoning? Watching the film was back, I think that he's... Toby Maguire, I think, is a decent actor. I don't think he's particularly fantastic. Um, I think his Spider-Man, at times, was, was really cringy. And I think some of the... And to us, this is probably part to do with like the lines that were written for him. I think a lot of the lines that he was given, I think, didn't really... He didn't really pull them off. Um, and it comes off as quite cringy at times. Whereas Andrew Garfield, I think you could write him the same lines. He probably was written a lot of the same lines, but I think he's better able to pull them off because I think he's a better actor and probably the best actor out of the three. Um, yeah. And his Toby Maguire's Peter Parker, is for me, is really good and is what I would consider, not that I know anything about the comics, but what I would consider like traditionally Peter Parker to be like. But that's probably a virtue of the fact that he that's the first one I saw. So I'm probably being biased there, to be honest. Um, but yeah, having the three of them all on screen together and thinking also about how much Tom Holland's Spider-Man makes me laugh, I think, yeah, I would have. And like Andrew Garfield is the best actor of the three by a distance. And I feel more emotion when he is on screen than the other two. I think Tobey Maguire falls short in both those categories. Okay, fair. So the answer is Chris Pine, who voices Peter Parker in um, Into the Spider-Verse then. Oh, is that Chris Pine? No, it's not. I think it was Chris Pine. I thought it was Jake Johnson. It's Jake Johnson from uh, from New Girl, isn't it? I'm sure Chris Pine voices one of them. Maybe he voices the one who dies. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Does he? But it's the exact same character as as Jake Johnson's one. I'm not sure. Well, Jake Johnson then. I don't know. I just... I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> but, um, and, and but, I, but hold on, hold on. I haven't said who's my worst yet. You said Tom Holland. No, I wasn't even finished before I got cut off. Oh, I apologise. No, that's all right. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Just continue. Just continue. Yeah, that was worth it. Cheers, Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Well, mate, if I was allowed to flow a bit more, then maybe right. I would have... Well, I will come to you for the, this question then first. Uh, from our good friend, Nii. Uh, I'm going to pronounce that correctly. Um... Oh, sorry, Glenn. Sorry, sorry. You were right. Chris Pine is the he is the what the Spider Man does. Okay, cool. Is sorry. he? Yeah. That's so weird. He looks. I swear, he looks identical to the other one. Uh, he's blonde, actually. The other one's brown head, and the other one's older. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, top three comedy series. Chris, you watch a lot of sitcoms. Oh, is this TV or film? Do I? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm presuming it'd be like uh, what's that one you used to watch all the time, Chuck. Is that comedy? Is it comedy? I'd say it's comedy. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily immediately go to that as a comedy bracket. Um, hmm. Just trying to look at my DVD. Can't see. Well, I think. Um, would Friends count as a comedy? I guess it would. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what else yeah, of course. <laughs> Friends. Uh, I guess US Office and. Top three. IT crowd? Mm, okay. Good British comedy. Obi, you watch a lot of sitcoms? I do. Um, oh, this is a very tough question. Top three. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say Friends as well for Legacy. Yeah. Heritage. Um, Heritage. Um, I will say... Oh, it's between... It's between Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl. 
Oh, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love both of those shows. They both crack me up. Uh, I'm gonna put. Them, I'm just gonna do four. So I'm gonna pick those two. And then the fourth one is gonna be Phone Shop because I think Phone Shop has got phone some of the most rewatchability. So yeah, of any of the shows that I've ever watched. That that show is hilarious. Every time I watch it, I laugh. Like regardless of how many times I've seen the episode. Maybe they were some quality answers there. I. I'm thoroughly disappointed in my answers. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw, you just picked three that you could see, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, I oh, can't even. Yeah. So, Karen. I was giving you space to flow, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, mate. Yeah, I'd be so lucky. I'd be so lucky. Um, well, my top three favourite comedy series is obviously any podcast we've ever put out. Cause fuck, that's. Uh, hilarious. Um, uh, to be honest, I can't even think of three that I've watched like all the way through. Brooklyn Nine Nine is 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 up there, and I think it's I think it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm more dipping and out of like comedy series. To be honest with you, I don't. I've, I've not watched like How I Met Your Mother or New Girl or Always Sunny or anything like that. So I'm, well. I'm not the right person to ask. Really, sorry me. This though. Can a series, like, would you put a series in your top three if one of the seasons was really bad? I take, I tend to take things like that holistically. So, like, if, you know, nine of the ten series were really good and you still think that it holds up, then sure. I mean, yeah. if one season of Scrubs, for example. Oh, that's so weird. That's literally what I was thinking. Scrubs, yeah. So, so if, like, season nine is was so bad that it tinges the way you look at the first eight, then... Fair enough, but if you can be like, I can discount that one, and yeah, that's a yeah, little thing. Rob's is a bit different because you could literally just ignore that last season, and yeah. like nothing would change. Yeah. But the thing is, I've got is like I haven't seen the new Brooklyn Nine Nine series or season, um, but apparently it's like a lot more serious. Like it's not, it's still comedy, but it's not as comedic comedic as the previous seasons. But then I haven't seen it; I've just heard rumours. So, mm. have you seen it, Robs? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to say Brooklyn Nine-Nine, really, because nothing else jumps out at me particularly. But um be uh, interesting to hear your top three, Nee. Um, please do tweet us at YCPodcast17, or you can uh, give us a message on Instagram as your critics. Second plug of the day. Uh, right, we've got 24 minutes until uh, vision. So let's talk about the Oscars, the 94th Academy Awards. Um, Woo. yeah, I, I feel like I'm not even that bothered about awards ceremonies anymore because, to be honest, a lot of like the films that get nominated are not the films that we tend to love. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm not super impressed. Absolutely detest Glenn do really well. Um, Licorice what, Pizza. Licorice yeah. Pizza, yeah. The biggest, well, if it, if it wins for best nonce film, then, you know, fair enough. Mm. But, um, no. Should have been nominated for a Razzie. Uh, so I'll run through the main categories and then any, you know, that you think are surprising or any omissions, then please do shout. Otherwise, I will literally deal them out. So best picture, there are 10. Um, there is Belfast, which is a Kenneth Branagh film. Coda, which I've not heard of. Don't Look Up, which is the Adam McKay Netflix. Drive My Car, which is a Japanese film. Dune. Um, King Richard. Uh, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, which is the Guillermo del Toro one, Power of the Dog, which is Netflix, uh, Jane Campion film, and West Side Story, uh, the Steven Spielberg film. 
Um, I don't know how Don't Look Up's gotten a nomination. What the fuck? <laughs> this yeah. this category is ah, this picture. Yeah, this category is weak. I'm not gonna. Oh, to be fair, I've only seen half of these. I've seen Belfast, Don't Look Up, June, King Richard, and Nightmare Alley and West Side Story. Um, this is a really weak best picture category in my opinion. I was gonna mm. say I've seen three of these and I, I'm not sure like I put any of these any of them in that category. Yeah, I don't know how Don't Look Up's even got a nomination. Um, I don't know why I like I really like June. I don't know why June's got a nomination either, and I don't know how Nightmare Alley's got a nomination either. I'm like that, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's uh, crazy. Done. Um, I was gonna say for the films that you guys have seen, so I'd be the five or six and Chris the three. Uh, if you had to pick one, which would it be? Well, before before I answer that, as I probably ask every time we talk about the Oscars in the last five six years, but what is best picture? So best picture, they they kind of um, in the category as as like who they're nominating tends to be like the producers, um, so it's kind of like the holistic production, I imagine, because um, I don't think there's a best producer category, is there? So no. it's more of a well done for getting the finance together and bringing all these talented people together. That's the way I see it. Okay. Um. um yeah. But to answer your question, of the ones I've seen, it's probably between King Richard and Belfast. Um, I I enjoyed King Richard more, but I think mm. Belfast is a better film. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't know what that does. I don't know what that does. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> so I've um, actually seen eight of the ten. Okay. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, which well, probably says more more about the availability of, of these because a lot of them are, well, some of them are on streaming. Actually, seven, sorry, I've not seen West Side Story, though it's coming to Disney Plus and I will watch it. Um, I think Belfast will win. Um, mm. I, I do think it is a better made film in terms of, like, you you watch that and you're like, yeah, this is like a, this is cinema, isn't it? And, like, King yeah. Richard was good, but um, I just think, like, maybe the narrative of King Richard was more entertaining yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, Chris, the, of the three, what would you? Probably June. Okay, fair enough. What, what three have you seen, Chris? Sorry? Uh, I've seen June. I've seen uh, Don't Look Up, and I've seen <gasps> what was the other one? You guys said. I'm sure it was a war film. No, I can't remember what the other one was now. I can't remember what the ten were. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, June, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Maybe it's only two. I feel like I've watched Drive My Car. Drive My Car is like a three-hour-long Japanese film. Oh, and no, then I'm thinking something completely different. But no, uh, yeah, no, two. I thought for some reason I'd watched um, a different film. But yeah, only two of them. Cool. Best Director, there's only five, um, all of whom have their films nominated for Best Picture, so clearly, why didn't they just have five Best Picture films anyway? Yeah, um, I'm just quickly, I'm really surprised that, uh, what's the name of the director who directed June? What's his name? Sorry. Dine Villeneuve. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get a nomination. If he got a nomination for Best Picture, I'm really surprised he didn't get one for Director. That's the point, it's like every year. I swear mm. we do this every year. I swear, like a film gets nominated, and we're like, "Why? Why has the director not been nominated as well?" Mm. 
Yeah, I I really don't understand that either because if if the you wouldn't get a best picture nomination if the director was shit because the director ultimately is one in control. Is is the director the person who necessarily writes and puts on paper what needs to be done? But I think Denis Villeneuve has got like a really distinctive style of like broad landscapes and that's what people mm. you know appeals to people but yeah i think he was one of the people that that um you know were, was robbed uh in in kind of online discourse saying like oh you know he should have been nominated but the nominations are kenneth branner ryosuke hamaguchi for drive my car paul thomas anderson uh for licorice pizza jane campion power the dog and steven spielberg west side story um i obviously haven't seen drive my car so my vote would have to be for kenneth branner Mm. Um, presume you agree, Obi. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, best actor: Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, so I haven't seen. So I'm planning on watching The Power of the Dog, and I'm also planning on watching The Tragedy of Macbeth, which wasn't out in cinemas even this but even I thought it would be. Um but oh yeah of the two I've seen, so that would be Andrew Garfield and Will Smith. That's actually quite a tough one I think. I really think I think Andrew Garfield was really, really good in the uh, in Tick Tick Boom. Even though I didn't love the film per se, I did think he was really good in it. Um and then also Will Smith I just really want Will Smith to get an Oscar. Yeah. I really want him to get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Leo thing, isn't it? Yeah. Proper yeah. legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but, think Andrew Garfield's probably got more opportunities to win an Oscar than Will Smith will. I would agree. Did you say The Last Duel? An actor from The Last Duel? I'm sure I've seen that film. Yeah, no. No one's been nominated for The Last Duel, I don't think. Um, but, but Ben Affleck got nominated for Worst Actor for The Razzies for The Last Duel. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. And that was <laughs> one of the criticisms that people have had about The Razzies. Not that anyone so takes it seriously. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I've not seen the tragic movie. It's it boons it, though. So maybe, maybe Garfield will win it. Yeah. It's a tough one because I, I do think that Andrew Garfield maybe displays more acting talent in that film than Will Smith does in King Richard. But I also think that Will Smith deserves an Oscar, um, even if they say Will Smith for the pursuit of happiness. Um, you know, um, I think the tragedy Macbeth is on Amazon or Apple, one of those. I think it's um, on Apple, yeah. I thought it was in Power of Dog as well. It's uh, like a Western film. Benedict Cumberbatch plays this like kind of horrible, kind of closeted um, cowboy. Yeah, I think I have. Um, best actress: uh, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I never heard of that. Uh, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Penelope... She, got, she got nominated last year as well, didn't she? Olivia Coleman. Well, Olivia Coleman. I think so. Yeah, for The Father, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's really, she's a really good actress. She is. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. Uh, and Kristen Stewart uh, for Spencer. I'm really annoyed I didn't go to see Spencer. I swear I haven't seen half these, any of those. I heard good things about Spencer, but I just didn't bother to go see it, and I'm annoyed. I wish I had now. Yeah, I can't comment on that category because I've only seen The Lost Daughter and Livy Commons fine in it. But what's so. Spencer? Oh, about Princess Diana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, okay. Interesting. Best Supporting Actor, Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being in the Ricardos, Cody Schmidt-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Did it, have either of you watched Coda? Because that seems to be coming up quite a bit and I've not really heard of it. No, but I do plan to. No, I, I'm not aware of What is it on? A Apple, I think it's Apple TV. For fuck's sake. Damn, I need to utilise my Apple TV a bit more. Good God. I need to get a free trial for that or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this one, um, obviously I've seen Belfast. Kieran Hines, I really enjoyed his performance as the grandpa. Um, and I haven't seen The Paradox, I will watch it, but I feel like Jesse Plemons is actually quite an underrated actor. Um, mm. So I'm looking forward to seeing his performance in that. I don't know if you can comment then on... Yeah, I think I think he's he's always pretty good in whatever he does. To be honest, he he tends to play more like darker characters, but in this one, he's actually more of the good guy. Um, uh, I think maybe Cody Smith McPhee gives more of a performance mm. in terms of like his character is kind of something that requires you know actually acting rather than like potentially just playing yourself. Um, you know, there's there's more for Cody Smith to do acting wise, but I do think Kieran Hines um, would be my choice of those three yeah. purely because I think he conveyed quite a lot of emotion in the scenes he was in in Belfast. Yeah, I agree. Um, best supporting actress: Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter, uh, Ariana DeBose, I want to say, for West Side Story, Judy Dench, no, purely for accent alone. <laughs> She doesn't deserve one for a terrible Northern Irish accent. You know, you're like 80 years old. You've had 80 years to learn a Northern Irish accent. Um, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog and Ongene Ellis for King Richard. Yeah. Um, she was... I'm really surprised that um, the girl who played Venus didn't get a nomination for King Richard, actually. Mm. Um, even though I did really enjoy... Um, uh, Andrea Ellis's performance. I think that the 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 that young actress who played Venus should have got a nomination ahead of her personally. But um, of the again, I've only seen so I've also seen Ariana Debose or Debose in West Side Story. She was really good in a, in a, a couple of scenes, a couple of hard hitting scenes outside of those, like maybe two three scenes. I didn't think she was anything to write home about. Um, and also Judy Dench, Judy Dench, like she's only got a She's got a fart and she'll get a nomination. Like, <laughs> she could literally do anything. Her, Meryl Streep, and the you other one. Meryl Streep has not been nominated this year and she was in something. Mental. Wow. Can't believe it's, it. It's a stitch up. Mate, it's a conspiracy. Who's yeah. the other old woman that always gets nominated? Uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, that's it, see? <laughs> you know. Yeah. All these old white women. <laughs> literally, there's three old white women. <laughs> We, we condone no form of discrimination in this book. Um, yeah, I've not really asked you about any uh, like uh, people being overlooked purely because I can't really think of any. Because I, I mean, I've not seen half of these films, and so I can't really comment. <laughs> it's uh, what I've even watched in the last bloody year. I can't even. It's been a long year. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like 007 outside of Marvel in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah, you give Daniel Craig a nomination, man. Poor, he, he died, man. Poor, poor his heart. Six years in this, in, in that 
franchise or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, this this does seem very subjective to the last like three months. That's how it works, though, isn't it? Because like I remember, do you remember? This is sorry, the one that come up right off the top of my head. Glenn, do you remember when um I don't know if you, if you actually watched it. Do you remember when the Five Bloods came out? Yeah. Last and like everyone was talking about um Delroy Lindo, oh what a performance, what a performance. And it came out in like March. Come to come next year, come December, no one's talking about him like any like he got completely ignored for like um any nominations for any award. So like yeah. that's the thing. If the film comes out now, like more than likely they will come Oscar time, they will forget about you. Yeah. Mm. That's a that's a bit of a madness. Because mm. it, it's meant to be a yearly thing, isn't it? Right. So they should make a I mean it wouldn't be as much of an event, but they should make like twice a year so then you've got a six month roster mm. yeah I mean it's it's looking at the best picture category the 10 um, I don't think I feel like if if none of your actors or directors are being nominated then why is your picture included in best picture so mm. don't look up like you, you've got fucking Leo DiCaprio Meryl Streep and um, uh, Jonathan Lawrence who've all been nominated several times and, and won, um, none of them are up for it. Mm. Adam McKay is not up for Best Director. Why is it there? Um, Great question. You know, June, where's... Um, what's that curly-haired dude called? Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. He's not nominated. Mm. So Denny Villeneuve, you know. Maybe it will win for Best Sand Landscape. I don't know, but... Nightmare Alley, Bradley Cooper. You know, I just... Anyway. Anyway, all the all of these categories have five nominations apart from Best Picture, and they make it ten. Yeah, it's really strange. Very strange. Um, yeah. So, I mean, any anyone want to comment on that or not? It's just information. no. I, I agree. I think it's weird that it have so many have so many people in that Best Picture category in the first place. Like, if everyone if every other one is five, then this one should be five as well. I yeah. reckon we should make our own Oscars and make it more fair. I agree. Yes, exactly. This, this is dull, man. This Oscars is dull. This, this, so. Honestly, this is probably the worst um, best picture uh, category in a while. Yeah. Can you, can you remember the first Oscars we spoke about? Because I can. It was banging. It was Moonlight. Yeah. Moonlight. Fences. Like, Wait. honestly, banging. Absolutely. Oh, I will forget this year like that with a click. Yeah. Yeah. Only two films. Obviously, obviously, it's a bias towards the fact that I haven't diversified my my uh, film watching this year mm. so that is my fault also also the fault of cinemas around me that don't obviously supply the films and cinema mm. charging sometimes an excruciating amount of money to watch films but that the only two that I think I've really really heard of are Tick Tick Boom and that's only because it only came out like a month ago and King Richard and the only reason I remembered King Richard is because you, you you guys then mentioned Will Smith and it, it clicked in my head what that film was. I haven't seen it, but like I know of that film. The rest of them, pretty meh in my. Yeah. I think uh, also yeah. like to to have watched all of those Best Picture um, nominations or even any of the acting categories as well. You need a subscription to Apple, uh, Amazon, Netflix, and go to see things in the cinema. And I think like you know I certainly don't have all of those um so it's that limits you as well i think um whereas like back when we started this like five years ago um they would show all of them like i remember odin did a uh like a special you could buy five tickets for like 
you know, a certain price and it was over Oscar season. You would just watch all, you know, I remember watching like Foxcatcher and American Sniper all and like, I don't, all in one like go essentially. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we'll tell you the results uh, in March, but yeah. I'm not like super fast about it. Uh, let's spend the last sorry, few quickly, minutes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just on the, on the Oscars quickly, I just wanted to say a couple of things. If that's oh, okay. sorry, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's fine. Um, so just quickly, so best animated feature film. Um, Encanto's probably going to win, but I think Mitchell's Best of the Machine should win, because I think that's a better film, personally. I'm not going to lie, that's actually probably the best category in terms of films that I've heard of or and watched. Mm. The only one I don't know of is Flea. Yeah, me too. Did that come out this year or like the last year, Mitchell's vs. Machines? I think that came out early last, early 2021. Oh. I think. Okay. Um, and lastly, the second one, I just wanted to say was, just quickly looking at, also, just so like, this is how I, why I don't understand some, uh, sometimes, like, because for Best Original Song, um, Dos Origuitas is nominated from Encanto, but like, we don't talk about Bruno, literally like went to like number one and it overtook like, um, it overtook uh, Frozen as like the most downloaded song or whatever, but as like from an animated film. How has that not been nominated for Best Original Song? So... Lin Manuel Miranda actually answered that question. Oh, um, he was posed it uh, during a recent interview, and basically what they said is they can nominate more than one song from their own. So basically, films and studios put themselves forward for these awards, um, and Disney uh, thought that they only want to put one song forward because if you kind of put like two or three, then potentially you're splitting your votes, and therefore you're less likely to win. And they said at that time they thought that that song um, was, like, the best kind of composed song, I think, or something, you know, like, okay. best overall song. They didn't expect the Bruno one to, um, to slap as much as it did, to it be honest. And that's genuinely why that happened. So, Fair yeah. Enough. Okay, I'm, a, glad you, I'm glad you answered that. It's a, it's a shame, but, yeah, mm. they because they have to submit these things so much far in advance. Mm. Um, but that, why? It doesn't make any sense. Why would they have to... Surely there should be, like... Well, surely you should be council of people who go right. If there's a late submission, we've got to review it, and it's like, what we have these rewards now, so why don't they submit it by like? Well, because know, them, submit it by like September, October. Then there's like two to three months to like coordinate everything. There's like what? There's fifteen categories, maybe maybe twenty five tops. Yeah, but um. Like the Oscars are at the same time every year, so it's, it's the studios that are releasing these films. So if, if Disney had released Encanto earlier, then they could have gauged what song was most popular and then nominated that rather than releasing Encanto at yeah, the time. So that's that's the, the trade-off, really. And that's why a lot of the Oscar bait films come out around this time is so that it's fresh in people's minds and they know that that's a good time to release these sorts of films. Um, so the Oscars are in March every year, whether a studio releases their film a couple of weeks after those Oscars, so they qualify for the next years and then people forget about them, a la The Five Bloods, or they release them two weeks before, so it's like, oh yeah, that film is really good because it's mm-hmm. recency bias. Um, yeah, it's not a perfect system. Um, do we have time to talk about the book of Boba Fett, Obi? Um, yeah, let's do it quickly. Cool, Please. it ended. Um, right, so, no. <laughs> so yeah, give give us a quick chat, a uh, quick rundown of, of how the book of Boba Fett ended, Obi. Um, oh, 
what the fuck happens? Um, so there's just, it's pretty much like a 45 minute long fight between the Pike Syndicate and, uh, what's his, what are they called? Boba Fett and his, and his, and his gang. Mm. Um, yeah, it, like, it's generally just like a 40 minute long fight. Like, you know, Cad Bane dies. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry, spoilers. Um, Cad Bane dies. Um, what's, okay. uh, what's his name from, uh, Cobb Vamp, or whatever his name is, Marshall, the Marshal. He might still be alive. Um, Boba Fett rides a green... Rancor. What was that? Did a green dude survive that fell off the cliff? No, they're dead. No, they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Goblin. They're dumb. They were bare dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah there's, like, there's a couple cool moments, some a couple really cringy moments. Overall, I thought the finale was really forgettable and kind of lame, like the, like the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, it didn't, it didn't yeah. make me feel anything. No, um, to be honest. But the, the coolest thing was right at the end when Grogu's knocking on the uh, the thing to make the the plane go faster. I didn't even clock that, you know. I didn't even notice. That's how, it, that's how I checked out. I was. <laughs> oh, right. I did not care. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a filler, wasn't it? For like waiting until the next season of the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I just I I really don't understand the direction of the show, like. You just cut the whole. It still bothers me the whole like two episodes without Boba Fett in a Boba Fett show, and then I feel like I said this from the beginning like this was going to be such a shit show. I had hoped for it to be the trailer. I thought the trailer sold me like this was going to be like a really like deep show like and like he was going to get into like the underworld, but it's really not. Like all it was is Boba Fett getting treated like a punk for pretty much the whole fucking series, and then. All the episodes that he was in, anyway. Two episodes he wasn't in were good. Still not fantastic, in my opinion, but they were good episodes. And then he comes back, and they magically fight the bad guys, and Fennec Shan kills all of the the other people in, like, two seconds. And while that was cool, I was like, okay. And, like, I guess he's the Daimyo now, and now he's getting respect from everyone. Sure. I'm glad for the fact that, okay, he's the Daimyo now. Let's end this here. I don't need an. I do not need another season of this. Um, Absolutely no, not. not at I, just, all. I feel like looking at it retrospectively. I know is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, like I feel like the way they should have gone about it was that they should have led really heavily on the fact that he was a. Um, oh shit! What's the word? Bounty hunter. Yeah, and he should have just gone back into that world. I think. Got the old characters back, or some of the old characters back. I know they've got one of the old characters back, but, like, he should have fully immersed himself in that world, rather than trying to be, like, the warlord of a world that no one gives a shit about. And then, two, like, he just got disrespected. He's disrespect of disrespect. And then, like, a long story that no one, again, really gave a shit about. It's just, like, I feel like the direction of this was so, like, rubbish. Like, Mm. it was... It was almost like they knew it wasn't going to be good, so then they led it to be a continuation for Mando, and I think that's a real poor attitude to have towards the series, and then, and and also just no point in having the series if you're going to do that. Might as well have a Christmas special episode, or yeah. Easter special episode where we saw Mando and Grugo get together again, you know? It had, in my mind, prior to watching it, didn't really have potential, but I could see if someone did the right story, it could have done, but, like, the way they've just done it, it's just been so... Meh. I can't even remember seeing Boba Fett's ship. But, um... Yeah. I did read one defence of it, which, uh... 
suggests that yeah, the reason it's called the book of Boba Fett is because a lot of the characters we see would not be where they are without some form of influence or having met Boba Fett. So Cobb Vanth obviously originally had Boba Fett's armor and mm. Boba Fett helped Mando with Grogu and Boba Fett was around with uh, Luke in um, the original trilogy, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, that is fine, but that doesn't convey very well in the series itself. It, yeah. It's done its part. Give him a gold star, leave him alone, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, well, um, we are short for time, so maybe next time we can talk about Uncharted, Death on the Nile, uh, Jackass, um, if anyone's going to see Dog or The Duke or any of the other stuff that's coming out. I think Serrano's finally coming out. I was out, literally going to say, I want to go, I really want to see that film. So. Um, so, yeah, we will talk about that next time. Um, I don't think there's any Disney Plus things uh, out at the moment. Um, I've finished the um, part one of the last season of Ozark. Um, Chris, I think you watched that, don't you? So, yeah. um, there's some really good acting in the last episode of that like really good to the point where I was like fucking I'll just give her the Emmy now but um yeah so we could talk about that next time but um please do follow us on social media we're on Twitter at YCPodcast17 we are on Instagram as your average critics and you can find our podcast on Apple Spotify and you can leave us a re- leave us a review keep it sexy